Gentlemen, we went over the rules in the dressing room. I want to caution to keep this fight clean at all times, and what I say you must obey. Live from the WKOM studio in downtown Columbia, it's time to wake up and get woke. It's three dudes with a view. Let's get it all! He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. Are we gonna do what they say can't be done? We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm he's bound to watch our bandit run. Welcome in, Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. It's the middle of the week, folks. There'll be new specials at Foodland today. We'll talk about those a little earlier. But, um, you know, Labor Day's coming up. That's right. All right, I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. Are you out there driving the bus? Yes, sir. Good morning. All right. You go through that death ride intersection out there at Tom Hitch and Maple Ash? I, I did, and uh, it looks like I'm hitting a detour. City uh, must be doing some more paving this morning, so I'm hitting a detour, leaving, uh, leaving school. So yeah. You know, I don't know who's responsible for that—the county, the city, whatever. But I mean, somebody's going to get killed at that intersection. I mean, it, there needs there needs to be a flashing light. There needs it needs be a school zone i don't know what needs to be done to make that happen but uh yes it's very very dangerous i mean i was sitting there this morning here comes an 18 wheeler rolling through at about 50 miles an hour i mean this this is this ought to be a school zone you know it ought to be 15 miles an hour it's a corner of exactly corner of maple ash and tom hitch right there by Agatha School, folks, and I don't know. I don't know what official to tell you to call, but uh, uh, the one side of the road's the city, the other side of the road's the county. So I don't know, <laughs> but somebody needs to do something. All right, dude number one, Mister Jim York, how are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Mister York, regular special guest, dude. Debbie Matthews, how are you? Good morning. Foggy again this morning, which would be scary out there. Was it foggy at Maple Ash and, and Tom Hitch? It was, and that made it even worse. Is Tom, is Tom Hitch a state highway? It's not? Is I it, it's think a it's ca- a county road. It's a county road. Yeah. Okay. Well, then there's that. Yeah, I mean, that whole thing was... So would the bridge be fixed by the county because the bridge is in bad shape? Uh, Scott's shaking his head. Oh, that's a Scott thing. Yeah, the, the, uh, the bridge. The bridge is owned by the state of Tennessee. I mean, that the the origins of Tom Hitch are in, in, is shrouded in about as much political chicanery as Glenn Casada, which uh, <laughs> you know. There's, I'm surprised you mentioned that, Bill. Uh, I'm surprised you mentioned hey. that. Hey, well, the, the Mr. over party is beginning to stink. Yeah, the, the uh, yeah the origins of Tom Hitch, the money going down pockets and <laughs> out the back door in suitcases and well, but uh, there but there are well documented photos now on Facebook of where you can almost see through the bridge below that that bridge has got to be addressed or we're going to have well a, that a that problem. came from some kind of backroom meeting with Ned McWhorter involving some local developers. Yep. 
Uh, and still ain't developed yet, although it's about, it's about to be. Uh, what about this Glenn Casada saga uh, Miss York, going on I, up know, there in Nashville? I'm, I'm going to hand it to you there. Uh, Glenn Casada, and I can't remember his chief. Cawthon, his chief of staff, yeah. Cawthon. They are charged with something. They, finally, you've got some Republicans. You've, you're always looking for Republicans to put in jail. Uh, finally, you've got some, though, Miss York, that I, I, it seems fairly apparent to me, at any rate, that the case is there and that they're guilty. Uh, well, well know, nobody ever puts se- Democrats in jail. So. They got 17 more up there <clears throat> that they're investigating about that voucher scandal, you know, so you got the whole whole shebang of I don't know a thing about that. That's been doing stuff illegal, you know? But apparently, you know, as somebody said, you know, what's so so bad is, you know, not that they can be bought. It's they can be bought so cheap. (laughs) The, uh, you know, so three of them, three of them get together and bill the state for, you know, about $50,000. I assume they had to provide some services you know, mail services is what they were selling, you know, for for the legislators, which means, you know, they didn't even, if they divided by three, they didn't even get enough out of it to buy a badly used car. We're not, you know, like one with 200,000 miles on it. You know, I mean, they weren't, they, they weren't really selling anything. They was just laundering money. It was a fake company. You know, they didn't even really have a product, but they got folks to buy into well, it I, and, and go along see, with they, them. Now they, they, you know, they knew they were committing a crime. If, if if things that are alleged as they are true, and and, uh, and they got almost nothing out. Well, at least the good <laughs> folks of Williamson County didn't vote him in as their registrar of deeds. I yeah. think wasn't that what he was running for yep. this time. Yep. Yep. So they the knew. Thing, they knew. Yeah. The other thing about it, Delt, it was a federal program that they were siphoning money from, and and think about the the poor people in this state that needs help whenever the federal government sends funds. So they, the poor people out there that vote GOP, you need to understand that they're siphoning your your benefits, your money, and they're not helping you. And they claim to be helping the poor people. They're not helping the poor people. Well, they were, to they were poor clearly people. they were helping themselves, but not too much. I mean, you know, if I'm going to go to federal prison, I'm going to go big or go home. You know, I well, mean, you know, because <laughs> uh, yeah, well. I mean, they didn't even get a suitcase full piece, you know. Well, yeah. A stat just came out, I guess, yesterday or the day before that was talking about all the aid to the Ukraine, only 30 percent of all that money is accounted for. So, you know, we got to get rid of corruption. Well, don't change it is. the subject, Debbie. Don't change no, the subject. No, it's talking about any Republicans. time. And listen, good Republicans. Republicans, are, well, I don't see any Democrats going to jail, Jim. They never put a Democrat in jail. So. And then yesterday, they, they, they called the state troopers when, the, when Channel 4 was trying to get some more information. Call the state troopers on them to run them, run them away. I don't want to talk. And that bird, uh, this guy down in Wayne County, he's accused of uh, doing some molestation to to young girls i don't know what i I don't i don't i don't know anything about this i don't claim to you i've heard about it but i don't know enough to talk about it yeah Transition. Clayton Clayton's on his way in. All right, folks, we've got another very special guest, and I hate to introduce him anywhere even close to this conversation. Yeah, because let's, wait, let's sage the he, place first, Scott. Yeah, yeah, he is not even. I don't even think he was in the legislature when this thing uh-uh. went, when this mess went on, and um, he is. Uh, 
believe you me, he's not. His name has not been mentioned anywhere close to any of these events. But our representative Scott Sapecki, how you doing this morning? Good morning, everybody. All right, and Scott, what he wanted to come on, Miss York and, and David, to talk about. We've got four constitutional amendments that are going to be on the ballot this fall, uh, and. Uh, I guess so, Scott. You know, you're going to have to vote yes or no on those constitutional amendments. There's a little bit of complication in there about. Oh, never mind. I mean, well, it's involved. With the the votes that count will be. Mike Lyle, you explained let, it better than yeah. Or Scott, you go ahead let and me, explain it. Let yeah, me yeah. let me walk you through this, folks. All right, all right. Uh, we have four constitutional amendments that'll be on the ballot in November, and please take your time to read them. They are very important because we are amending the Constitution of Tennessee, and any time we do that, take pause and make sure that that is exactly what you want to do. So here's the first thing: if you want your vote to count more one way or the other, then you would not vote for the governor's uh, office. Because what happens then is, here's what they do. To determine the number of votes needed to adopt a proposed constitutional amendment, the votes for all the candidates for governor are added together and then divided by two. And that that gives you your 50%. And enable for the constitutional amendment to pass, you have to have 50%, that number, plus one. 50% plus one. So if you're a yes vote on the constitutional amendments, and you vote for the governor, what you do is you raise the threshold of that 50%. If you vote yes for the constitutional amendment, but you do not vote for the governor, you make it easier to pass the constitutional amendment because the 50% threshold is less because they just add the total number of votes for the governor. Okay. Okay. So here's the three. Here's the four constitutional amendments. The first constitutional amendment, Amendment 1 on the ballot, and I'll read it to you, and we've simplified it the best we can just to get rid of all the lawyerese, Delk. You know how that oh, works. Yeah. This amendment would add a new section to Article 11 of the Tennessee Constitution to make it illegal for any person, corporation, association, or the state of Tennessee or its political subdivisions to deny or attempt to deny employment to any person because of the person's membership in, affiliation with, resignation from, or refusal to join or affiliate with any labor union or employee organization. That's Amendment 1. So that's codifying right to work. Right to work. Okay. So you you can't you can't discriminate against somebody who's in the union, right? And you can't discriminate against someone who's not in the union. Exactly. Okay. Self determination on that, right? So if you want to join the union, join the union. If you don't, don't. Right. Uh, amendment number two. This this allocates the temporary exercise of the powers and duties of the governor by the Speaker of the Senate or the Speaker of the House if there is no Speaker of the Senate in office when the governor is unable to discharge the powers and duties of the office of the, of the governor. So if the governor, believe it or not, in our Constitution right now, if the governor becomes incapacitated, we don't know who takes over. It's not. It's not. It's not defined in the Constitution right now. Wow! I bet that became a crystal clear need after pandemic, right? Exactly. And so okay. that that is Amendment Number Two. Okay. That the, if the governor cannot do his job for some reason, then the Speaker of the Senate would take over. And if the Speaker of the if there's no Speaker of the Senate, then the Speaker of the House. Okay. So right now, the way our structure would be, it would be if Lee were to get sick mm-hmm. or ill. Or something happened, to, to, and be deemed make, that he can't do his job. Then uh, 
McNally would take over. Speaker of the Senate, yep. And then after that, it would be Cameron Sexton. That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Amendment 3. Amendment 3 changes the current language in Article 1, Section 33 of the Tennessee Constitution, which says that slavery and involuntary servitude, except as punishment for a person who has been duly convicted of a crime, are forever prohibited in this state. The amendment would delete this current language and replace it with the following language. Slavery and involuntary servitude are forever prohibited. Nothing in this section shall prohibit an inmate from working when the inmate has been duly convicted of a crime. In our state constitution right now, it says that slavery and involuntary servitude are legal. We are changing that to make them illegal. In the case of imprisoned persons. Well, no. In the case of just slavery and voluntary servitude, if you're convicted of a crime, they can put you out on on work details to go ahead and go ahead and clean up the highway, stuff like that. Now, I know that there was some monkey business with that in some state in the mid-50s to get around the slavery thing that they would arrest somebody and then force them to work so but in this case it's just if you have been convicted of a crime Mm -hmm. then you have work detail Mm -hmm. basically yes okay Uh, amendment number four of the constitution and uh, uh, this one's pretty simple this amendment would delete article 9 section 1 of the tennessee constitution which prohibits ministers of the gospel and priests of any denomination from holding a seat in either house of the legislature Currently in the Constitution, it says that that a minister or a, a, a priest cannot hold an office. Well, we have multiple people up there in the General Assembly that are ministers or priests. I was about to say, there are a bunch of them. There's a bunch of them. wonder why they put that in. What was the thinking, do you think, back then for uh, that? Their version of separation of church and state. I, I guess, which is not defined in the Constitution anywhere. So, Okay. All those, right, folks. Those are your four amendments to the Constitution. There they are. Uh, it sounds like most of those are pretty common sense, sort of cleanup type stuff. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, correct. And uh, they ought to pass. Scott, why wasn't that just put on the straight ballot instead of ta- tacking it to a voting for a governor? Well, b- because you have to set a threshold of uh, these. These are changes to the Constitution. It's also to put in uh, protections there, so that if something is bad is proposed, there's a high level of a threshold to have to o- overcome it. Well, you know, that that's going to be difficult for a lot of people in Tennessee because uh, they are not going to read, and, and it, it's above their pay grades, a lot of them. Well, just trust me. You'll be fine. Is there something, Jim, you don't... <laughs> that's a laugh. That's a laugh. Hey, hey, Jim, is there something in those four that you don't like? No, I'm just saying the way it's set up, it makes it difficult for the average Joe Blow to go into a booth and vote because he's got to understand specifically that he's got to vote for governor or he doesn't get a chance to vote for those amendments. Yeah, no, but that's no, why no, no, Delk no, has no. got it on here this morning to make people well, understand. Well, everybody doesn't let, listen to the radio station. Let, yes, let, they let, do. Let, let's do this. Let's take our break and I'll come by and clarify that real quick. All right, let's do it. See, Delk is educated.
For 60 years, people all over Middle Tennessee have returned to Parks Motor Sales again and again because they get the best vehicles and best service possible. Go to ParksMotorSales.com for options. New Buicks, pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs, financing, certified technicians, parts, tires, and more. Then stop by 919 Nashville Highway, test drive a Buick, and see why the Buick Encore and Buick Enclave are among America's most reliable vehicles. Experience the new Buick at Parks Motor Sales. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. By now, you all know about Don, our service truck guy. Well, let me tell you about another member of our service team, and that's Mike Ashley. He's the guy you'll talk to when you call the office. Just call and talk to Mike one time at 931-540-0919, and you'll see why we're lucky to have him here at the Garbage Man. Thanks, Mike, for all you do to keep the Garbage Man first in service. That's 931-540-0919. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Serving Murray County for 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has provided the highest quality jewelry at the very best prices. They work hard to make their customers happy, and it's paid off. Their customers keep going back. Quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. We offer jewelry loans up to $4,500, and we will buy your gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still the same. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hi, this is Dr. Wendy Tui from the Dr. Gill Center. Are you suffering from knee pain despite trying usual medications and injections? If this is you, I have great news. Most common causes of knee pain are degeneration due to aging, injury, or repeated stress. In our office, we offer decompression for the knee, which increases range of motion and decreases pain in arthritic and degenerative knees. Studies have shown that this type of mechanical traction can be more effective than conventional methods alone. Initial exam and x-rays, $39. Call mepainfree.com or 615-551-9224. Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years' experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. We're going to do what they say can't be done. We've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. I'm eastbound up. Watch on Bandit Run. 
right, welcome in. Three Dudes with a View, Wednesday edition. I am dude number three, Delk Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing, man? I'm doing well, Delk. Good morning, everybody. All right. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Dale. Good morning, everybody. And regular special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. How are you doing? So good. Good morning. And I'm starting to hear that eastbound and down in my sleep now, this song. <laughs> We're going to be eastbound and down until, what, November 4th? November 8th. November 8th. 8th. All right. All right. And... Uh, we are delighted to have with us. He, he's usually uh, on with Jim Ross on Fridays, but Scott Spicky, our state representative for the 64th district, which is includes the eastern half of Murray County, basically. How you doing, Scott? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. All right. We're talking about the four constitutional amendments, proposed constitutional mm-hmm. amendments that will be on the ballot on november 8th Mm -hmm. uh you can vote yes or no for those amendments uh those amendments are pretty common sense type amendments uh they they will put right to work in the constitution they will clean up some archaic and outdated language on slavery uh and let's see what are the other two transition of government in the event the governor cannot uh Right. right. Perform his duties and, and then no uh, clergy. Yeah. Clergy being able to serve in the General and, Assembly. And clergy can serve the General Assembly. Of course, we've already. You, you wonder. You know, you, you always have these things like a prohibition. Because the present Constitution says clergy can't serve in the General Assembly, yet we've got. Uh, probably, about, uh, probably about nine of them. Yeah, probably about nine of them serving in the General Assembly. And it's. The Constitution's a sticky thing sometimes, you know. Well, the thing is, there's no remedy. <laughs> They, uh, they, they, and there's a whole bunch of things like that in the Constitution. It says clergy can't be in in the uh, in in the can't serve in the legislature. But so here's what's interesting. There's no remedy. You can't get them. I mean, so here's where do you go to get them thrown out? So here's what's you interesting is you can't bring a lawsuit. Well, we've talked about that. Is what happens if that amendment fails? Right. And clergy cannot serve in a general assembly, then there's nine members up there who are in violation of the state constitution. Right, and they need to go. Well, well what's what's the remedy? That's that, and that's what the AG's job is to try to figure out how we would re- remove them from office. And and you know, there's a basically from reading the rules up there in the general assembly, the general assembly can remove a member anytime they want. They can vote to remove a member if they believe that they violated the ethics or the rules of the House or the rules of the Senate. They can vote to remove them, and they're they're gone. Mm. Uh, uh, it, like with Jeremy Durham, right? Yeah. They voted to remove him, and he was gone. That was it. And so they talked about that as, unfortunately, the remedy, if that constitutional amendment would fail on the clergy, which I don't believe it will, that the General Assembly would be forced, because we can't, I swear an oath to uphold the Constitution, I can't knowingly violate the Constitution, which means we'd have to take votes to remove those members. Well, Scott, let me ask you a question. Yes, sir. A lot of states that have Republican majorities mm-hmm. are finding the off year to put on constitutional amendments mm-hmm. because they don't want to go through the fact that it can't uh, an, uh, 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 an amendment can be vetoed, uh, in, and you need two thirds majority in in your legislature to pass. So this is a good way to circumvent the veto process, and they and you always do it. It finds that they always do it on the off year where there's a low turnout. So the majority of the people 
don't even vote for these amendments. I actually well, think it's on the governor's race, right? So, so yeah, the governor's it, race is the off year. Yeah, it is. It has to be. The Constitution says that all constitutional amendments must be run on the governor's election year. Therefore, in theory, maximum turnout. The question I have for you, Mr. York, you're talking about veto. Who would be vetoing? Yeah, I, I, I don't. I have no idea. The what legislature you're could veto it. You know, the governor could veto. I don't think you can override the vote of the people if they choose to change the Constitution. I don't know of any veto process involving constitutional amendments. Well, Mr. York, first first of all, in Tennessee, it doesn't take a two-thirds majority to overturn a governor's veto. It's a simple majority. Yeah. So the people who would have voted for it in the first place, if they just vote for it again, they overturn the governor's veto. You can you can overturn a governor's veto at at, at, at fifty one votes. Yeah, you don't need you don't need two thirds in Tennessee, Mr. York. I have okay, to. But what about I have the to issue of low, bird, low voter turnout to pass these amendments? Why don't we do well, it in the general election? But, but you got to remember, it has Mr. to be on the uh, the governor's race, Mr. York. Jim. You got to remember, low ver, low voter turnout also helps the other side to kill it. Because you don't need that many votes to kill it then. Remember, it has to be 50 plus one of the number of votes who vote for governor. So that's where, and I want to clarify this, you do not have to vote for governor for your vote for your amendments to count. You do not have to vote for governor. And so that's one of the ways that both sides try to skew it is they tell their people, if you're no on a certain amendment, don't vote for the governor, which lowers that 50% threshold because they just count the number of people who vote for the governor, and it makes it easier to kill an amendment. Or it makes it easier to pass an amendment if you don't vote but, for the but, governor. Mr. York, I, so, I, I, so why pass a right to work in this state when you've got GM and Ford and all the union companies coming okay, here with workers that are unionized? Well, well, Mr. York, this amendment has nothing to do with that. This amendment protects those workers that the company cannot distrim- discriminate against them if they do join the union. That's what the amendment's for, is to protect it both ways. It's to say, as an employee, you're not forced to join a union, and you're not forced to not join a union. You can do whatever you want, and there can be no repercussions against you for that reason. It per- well, that it per- works against unionism, though. Why, why would why that happen? That, why is Explain that? Explain that to me. Be- because you give people, if they're working in a union shop, no, everybody has the right to decide what they want to be part of the union or not the union so you give people that don't want to be part of the union but accept the benefits of the union not to be part of the union how can you get benefits of the union if you're not because they have to be supported by the union regardless if they are a member or not so you you don't want to give anybody a choice you just want to make them join the union is what you're saying i think they should join the union unionism is what built america well well hold on now hold on my father worked for anheuser-busch when there were no unions at at anheuser-busch and he was a teamster for 37 years after they they unionized the reason why they unionized and everybody knows this was for workers conditions yes the conditions that my father had to he had to stack half barrels and if you ever picked up a full half barrel he had to stack them three high in the back of a truck on petzalosi avenue in downtown st louis in the middle of july when it was 140 degrees in the back of those trailers and you work till you passed out they drug you out put a fan on you and then when you woke back up they shoved you back in there that was what unions were created for my father was a shop steward of the local number six teamsters for 37 years and he drove into my head the reason why unions were created was to balance the scales to give the workers the ability to have a good work environment 
It was that, their legal that voice. Was spin, that was a spinoff reason, Scott. No, the the no, real the, reason was to ban folks that they didn't want into the industry. Yeah, out of out of jobs. That's well, what it. Well, the union really get, started. Getting back. now, it's more liberal to to admit everybody, and and this presents a problem to a lot of folks. So the, the constitutional amendment we're talking about gives gives the worker the right to choose whether or not they want to join a union or not. That's it. That's what the constitutional amendment does. It yeah. cannot discriminate. And folks, let's make it clear what I mean, what Mr. York is talking about is it's called a closed shop. Tennessee has never been a closed shop state. This constitutional amendment will just uh, further codify what Tennessee has always been. It doesn't change the law a bit, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have always been what's called a right to work state. Now, in some states. Uh, they're all they're all in the northeast or upper midwest, uh, and they're not many of them left anymore because this usually, when this happens, the the uh, company usually leaves that state because it makes uh, it makes cost of doing business prohibitively high, and they relocate to places like Tennessee uh, to do their manufacturing because. We don't have a closed shop. We are a right-to-work state. And what Mr. York is talking about is something that doesn't have a chance in hell of passing in Tennessee any time in my lifetime, at least, is where you know if you go to work for a company and it has a union shop, you go, I don't want to join the union. Then you don't work. Then then you don't get to go to work there. Uh, the, you, if you're going to work there, the dues are going to be deducted from your check and sent into the union where they carry it out the back door in suitcases usually. Or, or, they, uh, or they use it for political purposes. Use it for political purposes for candidates that you don't support. And it's a pernicious, pernicious uh, practice. It uh, drives jobs and businesses away, and uh, we don't need a closed shop in Tennessee. Now, if you don't vote for it, we're still going to be right to work in Tennessee, but this still, this still, the amendment will further buttress the notion that Tennessee is, was, and always has been, and will be, a right to work state because because this this decision should not be left with 99 members of the house and 33 members of the senate this decision should be made by the people of tennessee and that's why it's a constitutional amendment to let the people of tennessee decide what they want for their constitution yeah i mean it, it, what mr york is yeah. but even though many people that 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 will vote don't work for a union. Many of them don't belong to a union at all, so and they don't care one way or the other. Very few and, do in Tennessee Mr. anymore, Mr. And, York. And Mr. York, that's fine. And, and if and when Blue Oval City comes here to West Tennessee, if those workers out there want to unionize, they will take the vote. Yep. And if they vote to unionize, they'll have a union out there at the Ford plant. That's the way it works. That doesn't take take so, any rights for unionization. And, away. If the, and it, like they've tried down in Chattanooga. They don't get enough votes to unionize, so they don't unionize. The right. worker, well, the, the governor, work- the governor, and elected officials had no business in involved, being involved in Chattanooga. Well, as a citizen, you still have a right to maintain your First Amendment rights. That's right. Just because you wear the title of governor or representative or senator, I don't give up my First Amendment rights, do yeah, I? Yeah, but they were down there advocating not to have a union, that they were going to let lay people off and all kind of stuff. You know what went on down there. Oh, I, I do understand what went on right there, and, and Volkswagen talked about as, it. As you say, Mr. York, they just went out and told the truth. They told the truth. <laughs> and, and VW was talking no, about, that's look, not the truth. Well, v- VW talked about, and Nissan's talked about, is if the union would ever come, they're going to have to consider their investment in Tennessee. That's truthful. 
Because that's a, now, that's because just a bogus threat. Yeah. Well, the, Jim, the, there's a lot. There's a lot of truth to VW and Nissan coming here because it was a right to work state. Mm-hmm. The investment came here. Now, there's also some truth that Nissan will pay their employees union wages because they don't want GM just that's in Murray County to come into Nissan. So, but they came to Tennessee because it was a right to work state. For yeah, sure. we we definitely you know just right next door. I mean, down in Lawrenceburg, Murray, Ohio, you know, voted in the UAW, and what it, it took three years for them to close Murray, Ohio, which has been Lawrence County's largest employer mm-hmm. for seventy, eighty years. Uh, these these things, uh, closed shop drives away uh, manufacturing, and they're 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 just going to leave. I mean, they're going to they drive away manufacturing. Delk, I mean, people get. Miss York, they've Increased been moving wages. here from northern states for years Increased because we got wages. right to work. Increased wages is not driving anybody away. As long, and, and, and as long as Tennessee's got a minimum wage of $7.25 an hour, that's ridiculous in this time, day, and era. And this is a useless – I mean, there's not a chance in hell that Tennessee is going to be a closed shop state or anything other than what it has, will be, and always has been, a right-to-work state. Mr. York, I can, I can give you some data on that minimum wage thing. With the way the job market is right now in the state of Tennessee, yes, we do have that minimum wage of the $7 and something you spoke about. The average wage – the average starting wage of an employee right now in the state of Tennessee for 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 uh, basic entry-level jobs is pushing almost $14 an hour. That's right. And that is free market capitalism, and, taking and care of it. I'm, I'm sure you could go talk to the Wolves if you wanted to, <laughs> yes. and they'll be happy to explain to you about how much they're having to pay for their employees right now because... Yeah. Mr. York, you and I could go for a walk around the square in Columbia, and I'll bet you we'd have 30 job offers by the time we got done. That's right. And, and you know, Mr. Enough. York, why you want to make Tennessee like the states where businesses are leaving, people are leaving, the cost of living is prohibitive, they're coming to Tennessee. Why do you want to make Tennessee like those places? It just doesn't make any how's, sense. How's Tennessee rated industrially? Oh, we are we are we are the number one in manufacturing and automobiles right now, which means they have vacated those northern cities that that are running into disrepair, and they've come into Tennessee because we have the environment that allows not only the businesses to thrive, but the employees to thrive. And if you don't believe me, go look at the parking lots at Nissan, VW, and and General Motors, and they're full of people. And right. and you know what, GM has just announced a hiring; they're hiring more people. That's awesome. Ford, however, is laying off. You're advocating a a failing business uh, uh, model. Tennessee's been failing for years, Del. Tennessee is not failing. We're the winner right now, big time. Jim. We don't have an industrial base that's credible to raise the wage and the quality of life in Tennessee. That's just la-la land. Miss York, you and I can go for a ride around Tennessee, and I'll, I'll, I'll show you differently. Yeah, I mean... That's just, that's provably false. All you got to do is take a drive with Scott. Yeah. Yeah. Tennessee's they're, in really good shape. There are factories everywhere. Turning Always room to get stuff. better, but there's in a really battery good plant, shape. There's a battery plant 15 minutes north that's going to come in and employ 1,700 people. They aren't minimum wage. Oh, you can go over to Winchester and, you know, you got an engine factory over there. You're, they're everywhere. They're everywhere. Oracle's going in downtown. How about this? How about the, uh, the 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 movie scene on on the square this year? This uh, over the weekend, yeah. They shot that movie. We turned it into snow. Yes. That was one of the production companies that we brought to Tennessee from California. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go. I didn't. I hadn't heard about that. All right, all right, folks. Let's take a break. And come back. 
This is Barry Duke, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. We know that Jeep owners are one of a kind. Choose from our huge inventory or build your own one-of-a-kind Jeep from the ground up. Stop by today and one of our product specialists will help you customize the Jeep you want. Wrangler, Grand Cherokee, and Grand Wagoneer in the perfect color. Gotta have them options, powertrain, and more. And now, take advantage of the Jeep Wave program. More free maintenance at no additional cost. Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, you can count on us. Online at ColumbiaCDJR.com. Does it really matter where you get your jewelry repaired? Of course it does. When you take your jewelry to a hometown jeweler, you build trust. Hello, I'm Rick Tillis, owner of Tillis Jewelry in downtown Columbia. I started as a goldsmith 30 years ago, and because of my experience and our staff, we ensure all repairs are completed to the highest of expectations. So yes, it does matter who repairs your jewelry. And if you are in need of any type of jewelry repair, please stop by for a free consultation. For 40 years, Beck Dental Care has been the personalized and comfortable option for the health of your smile. The caring staff maintains a high level of safety protocols and attention to detail. Advanced technology provides your choice of sedation and the best of dental implant solutions to restore complete oral health. Open until 6 p.m. two nights a week. Call us at 931-388-8452 or visit us online at beckdentalcare.com. It's been a trying year for parents. They've been confronted with countless challenges and have always risen to the occasion. If it isn't too much to ask, the 110,000 high school student athletes in Tennessee have one last request. Please set an example. Disorderly fan conduct at high school athletic events is on the rise. It increasingly involves parents. There's no question that parents are passionate. There's no question they care about their children. But at a time when we're all wound a little more tightly than usual, it's worth remembering this about Tennessee high school sports. Always be a good example. Stop unruly fan behavior before it starts. This message presented by the Tennessee Secondary School Athletic Association and the Tennessee Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Celebrate back-to-school season with Hiller. This month only, get free backyard upgrades when you replace essential home systems like a free Traeger grill with a new whole home generator or a free Yeti cooler with a new tankless water heater. And Hiller's keeping you cool for back-to-school with zero interest financing for up to 12 months on select new HVAC systems. Visit happyhiller.com, happy you'll be, or the service is free. Call the happy face truck today. He's bound to die, loaded up and trucking. 
Folks, welcome back in. Three dudes with a view. I'm dude number three, Del Kennedy. Dude number two, Clayton Harris. How you doing? Doing well, Del. Good morning, everybody. Dude number one, Mr. Jim York. How are you? Good morning, Del. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. All right. Radio special guest dude, Debbie Matthews. Good morning. All right. And we are happy to have with us. Now, you all usually hear uh, Scott Specky, Representative Scott Specky, uh, this time on Friday morning with Jim Ross. Uh, but he's with us here today to talk about these constitutional amendments. Scott Specky, good morning. Good morning, everybody. All right. One more time. What are the four amendments that will be on the ballot, yes or no, in November, November 8th? So the First Amendment, uh, I'm going to do, hold on, let me pull these up before I don't, so I don't get them wrong for you. Give me one second. All right. Let me stall here for one second. There are four of them. I think we can recite them. There's a, a, there's a, there's a lot of, there's a, there's, okay. a, there's a formula that involves the governor's vote as to all you're going to see on the ballot November 8th is just yes or no. Right. So if you like it, vote yes. If you don't, vote no. But it's constitutionally set up that the people of Tennessee who elect their governor who is running the state uh, makes the decisions on these constitutional amendments. So that these amendments run only on governor race years. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So um, Amendment 1 is that you cannot discriminate on employment based off of whether a, an employee joins a union or not. That's very simple. That's all it does. Right to work. Right to work. Number 2, um, this is about the exercise of powers in the event that the governor becomes incapacitated. We now will have a chain of, of, of I guess, power change would be from the governor to the lieutenant to the lieutenant governor, which is the Speaker of the Senate, and then the third would be the Speaker of the House. That's all that does. The third one changes the um, about slavery and involuntary servitude, makes them prohibited in the state of Tennessee. And then the Fourth Amendment uh, basically says that now ministers of the gospel and priests can serve in the General Assembly, which currently they are prohibited. And that's the four constitutional amendments. I think they're pretty straightforward. I would be shocked if they all four don't pass. Yes, shot. they're all just common sense, and they're not controversial in Tennessee. And uh, I would expect that almost, I mean, I'll, I'll be voting yes on every one of them, and I think most people will. Um, they, they'll pass. They're just common sense type things. It's more of sort of a clean up, straighten up. Correct. Yeah. Just Correct. get the Constitution in line with where Tennessee's values are today or, or really just sort of get its language cleaned up in that, speaking, in that respect. Yep. Speaking of cleaning up. All right. Snow on the square Snow on July. the square. We missed that, folks. The weatherman missed the snow in Columbia, Tennessee uh, in August. Um, if you've seen yeah, the, it is August now. And it, okay. If you've seen the pictures. <laughs> yes, it was just your birthday, Dale. Yeah. Right, right. On the 18th. If you, see, if you have seen the pictures on uh, Facebook and going around the Internet, there was snow on the, on the Columbia Square over the weekend. Uh, there we were shooting another movie. Um, and that was one of those film companies that Governor Lee was approached earlier in the year about moving their operations here to Tennessee to set up conservative, family-oriented uh, uh, production. And so this is this is the way things work. We bring a company here from California that's getting squeezed. They come to Tennessee, and now they're shooting. They're shooting. It's their second one. 
The first one was Mario Lopez. That'll yes. be, that'll be aired coming up this December on Hallmark. Yes. So you'll see our square in Columbia on Hallmark in December. And here's another movie they're shooting in the square in Columbia. It's yeah, another they, Hallmark movie. Uh, yes. Another Hallmark. They just cannot. They can't afford to work in California it's too anymore. It's way. Well, and all of my clients coming in from California, these people are gnawing their legs off to get out of there. The taxes, the crime, the illegal immigrants. I mean, California is in a tough spot. And and we want all of their businesses to move to Tennessee. Sure. Yeah. We want them all. Hey, if, if, if someone's going to be working for 30 bucks an hour, I want to be a Tennessean. That's right. That's all. We want to be a Tennessean. Um, Couple couple bills that we're starting to work on. I want to just give you an update on sure, real quick. Scott. We all know what happened with the Supreme Court and Roe v. Wade. Uh, we've already had multiple meetings up in Nashville with other representatives and senators. We are we are dead set in making Tennessee the most adoption friendly state in the country. We are going to figure out a way to make this thing as cheap as possible for people. They still have to go through all the background checks. They still have to go through the training that they're required to go through. But we're going to make sure that every family who wants to adopt a child will have the ability where financial where, where finances will not stand in the way. Because if we're going to have these women having these children and they're going to be putting them up for adoption, we don't want to see our, our children's home and stuff just packed to the gills with these kids. We want to have these kids get adopted and have the best opportunity in a loving family and a caring family to have the best opportunity for a good life. So we are dead set on trying to figure this out as quickly as we can. That's okay. the first one. Well, I will, that's of course, adoption's always good. Uh, my prediction is, though, that Republicans are going to be having a whole lot of conversations about the implications of the Dobbs decision mm-hmm. uh, in the coming year. And I don't think it's going to be a big issue in, in this election, but in 2024, look out. Yeah. Uh, it will be a huge issue. And... Uh, uh, as I've said many times, Republicans have had the advantage of for years of fundraising on the issue, of grandstanding on the issue, thinking that Roe v. Wade would never be overturned, and so whatever they were saying was just moot. Uh, well, it's not moot anymore, and uh, there are going to be Republican women who want to talk about this issue. True, and uh, those conversations will be had. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what happened in Kansas. Uh, should be something that people are paying attention to. Uh, what happened in Oklahoma, people should pay attention to as well. What happened in Oklahoma? Well, they outlawed it all together. Right. But mm-hmm. in Kansas, that was the legislature, right. correct? What is grand is states are making yeah. their own decisions. True. But in Kansas, you had a, a popular vote. What sure. what they had was a by, by some procedural flukes, they yeah. actually had a constitutional amendment on the ballot in Kansas, which uh, I'm not sure if it was yay or nay, but the people could vote, and if they voted one way, abortion would be illegal in Kansas. If they voted another way, Kansas, which is a ruby red state, abortion would be legal in Kansas. Kansas, by popular vote, voted to make abortion illegal legal legal in a ruby red state now they've already had a recount and found that the voting tally was valid it was correct yeah yes. uh so i i i this i i, I predict that 
that there's going now that the comment and you're right, Debbie. It's it's uh, well, and, it, and, and you're right. It's it's it, the self. The fact that the states get to decide for themselves is. is a wonderful thing. Yeah, and, and it's the right thing to do. Yeah, but right, I don't think that the outcome is. There's going to be a lot of conversations and a lot of soul searching, and some minds changed. There are going to be people who go back and forth. Well, there's those. some stats coming out there's, as there's well. There's not necessarily hard lines. Well, there's some, there were some stats. There's going to be conversations until right. people come to a there's consensus. Stat, there's stats coming done. out as well that now the majority, up to 90% of abortions, are handled by the morning after pill, and that that is decisions being made personally before it affects a fetus that has grown in a heartbeat at 10 or 11 weeks. And so you're seeing a turn of that of people being more responsible or they're having to make decisions really early so that abortion is rare, early, and safe. Well, okay? said, and so you're going to see that the, the number is going to really and dwindle. I, I don't and, think people it, – it's, it's going to take a while for people well, to come to a, a consensus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The key uh, is the the right was granted to women, and then the right was taken back. That's no, the there was no issue. elimination of a right, Jim. You can still do it. It's just the decision the, – the, the, the federal decision was shoved down every state's throat well, was the problem. Well, and that is where like – Their rights were taken away from them to make the decision about their own body their de- between them and their I position. have the same decisions I had as a woman as I had a year ago. Well, I have the, the same decisions, and hopefully my decisions are being made early, yeah, that if I'm having unprotected let's, let's, sex... Let's not finish talking about what's going on in the legislature, but there, there are going to be a lot of conversations, folks. And like I said, this year's election, I don't think this is... It's too early. It's just not... But between now and 2024, uh, and, and I, I don't think there is a consensus out there yet as to what we want to do on this subject. Uh, that's going to evolve as people talk to each other, talk to their neighbors. Uh, sometimes people. Well, you know, that's going to evolve. I mean, I, I agree with you to a certain level. It's because we don't have good data yet on what's happened after we've we've made this change. Right. In a couple years, with adoptions, with with foster homes, with DCS, right? Then we'll have some good data on how this is panning out are are people making better decisions on the front end yes. to protect themselves from an unwanted pregnancy yes. and are our numbers dropping or yes. are people's attitudes stayed the same or is it concentrated in one demographic or what or not i think we're going to have some data as as legislators and as a representative my job is to go and talk to people and get their opinions on what they think based off of not emotion but based off of data what does the data tell us on how is it working? And then you can craft legislation in in reaction to the data so that we can make better decisions. Yeah, Scott, does I, that I don't mean envy though as, as a legislation. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What did you say, sir? Does that, you said teaching, for, uh, hoping folks are preventative, yes. and does that mean teaching sex education in schools like we currently do? We don't do it in a lot of schools. Well, it's part of the curriculum. It's it's health. <clears throat> if they're not well, if they're not teaching it, Mr. York, then that's a question you'd have for your school boards and I, and I, I on why they're in violation of state law by not teaching the, the standards. Yeah, and Scott, I mean, I'm going to get let you. Oh, you cut me off all the time. Yeah, okay. I know, but but well, I I think though that uh, it would be tough to be a legislator right now on the Dobbs issue because I, I really think that the public opinion 
People just don't. They, it's fluid. Well, we don't know. They're talking. We they're, don't know. I mean, they're, they're talking to each other. They're 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 getting data, as you say, and uh, and it's going to be a while before I think we have a, a consensus, even among conservatives, as to exactly what direction to go. The, but go ahead. Go ahead to what else. The last thing we're working on up there, and and there's multiple, there's more than this, but I'm, I know we're short for time. Um, medical professional people in the medical profession or. Or uh, uh, healthcare professionals that are providing care, uh, we are working on legislation. We're seeing an uptick in violence against them, uh, where there's a lot more assaults on our nurses and our ERs, our our, our uh, healthcare providers locally. There are people coming in that are addicted to opioids or addicted to, to meds, and they want their meds, and they're being told no, and they're and they're getting violent with with our personnel, and and they're assaulting them, and they're causing them bodily harm, and so we're looking at stiff, stiffening those those penalties uh, to switch over from misdemeanors and possibly pushing them into felonies to tell people, look, you you can't assault your healthcare professionals, you got to stop doing that. So a lot of stuff real fluid up in the general yeah. assembly, but we're only about four months away from getting going again. Well, one thing wow. I'd like like to see some focus on too is because healthcare has been struck so hard after the pandemic or just hard to hire people i think we need to get back to two things that one that was voted down this year is that you have an advocate be i know that was a part of the emergency powers and then it came back to be completely voted on that you have an advocate able to be in the hospital with you by law we need that to come back up. And also, we're going to have to address how many nurses per patient, because right now, nurses are being overrun, yeah. and they're not giving them care, whether it's in long-term care, nursing homes, or in the hospital. And I think we're going to have to rely on our state legislature to in with that somehow. So we talk about all the time the health. We talk about the teacher shortages all the time, yeah. right? Well, let me tell you something. There's a, there's a health healthcare yes. provider yes. shortage. The yes. nurses in general. That is why it was so important that we were able. Uh, Senator Hensley and I were able to secure that 55 million for the new health sciences building at Columbia State. That's fantastic. That's going to be a deal changer yeah. for us in healthcare here in, yeah. in, in Middle Tennessee. We and need we're it so very, bad. very happy with that. We need that, it so that's, bad. That's that's. Tremendous, yeah, Scott. That's a big, big deal, and uh, well, good, good things are going to come. Yeah. yeah, all good things are going to come. Don't forget, folks. There's an election in November. Four constitutional amendments on the ballot. Make sure you get out the vote. Yes, and there's and also a city mayor's election. City mayor's election. And so, being a part of this radio station, I didn't want to make that announcement. So until I was able to do it with my family here, that there is a Republican officially on the ballot for city mayor's position this fall, and that is me. All right, folks. Tomorrow, I want to hear. I am going to call uh, Barry Rankin after we get off up at Foodland yes. because they filmed that Hallmark movie in Foodland on Monday night, and uh, I don't know if they did a snow scene up there or not. But uh, <laughs> uh, I can't wait to. And I keep hearing that Reese Witherspoon's in this movie. Hey, it's great to be in Tennessee. It yes. is great to be in great Tennessee. Be in Absolutely. All right, we're out of here. See you tomorrow. Have a great day, folks. We are the-